0: Another scripture God opened my eyes to see is 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. The Apostle Paul says, in verse 3, Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day of the Lord shall not come, except there come a falling away first. I saw the falling away was the church group would fall away from Scripture. It was not that they were leaving the church. The church was leaving the Scripture. That's what God showed me about the falling away of the end time. They would change certain Scriptures to approve sinners in the congregation without repentance, allowing strange doctrines to take the place of the Bible, opening the door for Antichrist, the man of lawlessness, to move into the church. God showed me many things about the way He, God, leads us today as His people in the New Testament church. Jesus said in John fourteen twenty six, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. He does it by bringing thoughts to our mind, by just opening our eyes to see Scripture. And he will bring to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. There's a group called Bible Memory Association, and they have a plan where you memorize one scripture a week. And then you have a sponsor, and you quote that scripture to your sponsor. My best friend, a former Baptist, enrolled me in Bible Memory Association as soon as I was born again in 1975. She said, Joni, you've got to learn to quote scripture. Well, that was just about the hardest thing I've ever done, to memorize that scripture. It was just one scripture a week. To memorize that scripture and quote it and speak it aloud to Donna was so difficult. But after I learned about following the Holy Spirit, He would give me a scripture. And I would take that scripture and begin to live by it. Begin to do it. It became a part of me when I started doing that scripture. Let the peace of God rule. Colossians 3. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. So you take everything you're doing, and if you don't have peace about it, you don't do it. You pray again until God shows you what to do. That scripture will become a part of your life. You won't have any trouble quoting it. I can quote literally hundreds of scriptures today because I did them, living in them, walking in them, doing them. That's the way you become a part of that scripture and it becomes a part of you. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, Paul says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? It's not that building you go to that's the temple of God. You are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God lives in you. And the Spirit that is in you shall teach you all things, John fourteen twenty six. And bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I, Jesus the Word, has said unto you. Jesus can speak to us by bringing to our mind a concept that is as much the Word of God when Jesus brings a concept to us as a scripture from the Holy Bible is the Word of God. Both of them are the Word of God John sixteen thirteen howbeit when he the spirit of truth is come. And he comes when we're born again to live in us, to guide us, to teach us, to give us peace about the things that are of God and the ways that we are going that are of God and to stop us from the ways that are not of God. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, says Jesus, but whatsoever he shall hear from God that shall he speak to us. He searches the heart of God to reveal to us the will of God for our life. First Corinthians two tells us that, and he will show you things to come often by dreams. We see by these two scriptures, the Holy Spirit who lives in each believer does the following for that believer. He teaches us all things. He reminds us of the Word. He guides us into all truth. He shows us things to come. When I was first born again, I owned a business in Dallas, American Indian Arts Business, where I sold authentic American Indian Arts jewelry and pottery. I would go out to the reservations in New Mexico, USA, where the Pueblo and Navajo Indians lived, and buy items from them, from the artists themselves. I brought those items back and sold them at my shop in Dallas. Before I went to the reservation, I would pray for God to give me wisdom concerning what to buy when I got there. How do I know what to buy? God knows not only what to buy, but who will buy it. And he brought them into my shop, and they bought the merchandise. And I never had a sale in the four or five years that I ran the business. He teaches us all things. He would show me certain objects to buy. He would give me an interest, just draw me to that piece of jewelry. I would be interested in it. I I just couldn't walk away from it. Another thing the Holy Spirit does as we go through life is to remind us of the Word. Recently, I purchased a car, and God, by the Holy Spirit, reminded me of a scripture. Psalm 84. The Lord God is a son and shield, meaning he will show you what to do about the car. He will shield you from that car if it's the wrong car for you at this point in time. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. He showed me that over one car. And that's the one I bought. The Holy Spirit does all this by bringing thoughts to our mind. These thoughts show us the way to go and the will of God for us at that exact issue with which we are currently dealing. So he teaches us all things. He reminds us of the Word of God. He guides us into all truth. One time there was a lightning storm at Pam Paget's house and all the electrical equipment went out. The sound equipment, the television, everything. She said she just got in bed and covered up her head. She couldn't deal with all of that. In a few minutes she had the idea of doing just one thing, which she got up and did. And then she had an idea to do the next thing, which she did. That was the Holy Spirit guiding her into all truth, which allowed her to correct the problem at her house. And he shows us things to come. Often, God will give me a dream to show me something that is coming in the future. For example, we have something like $33 trillion of debt today in the United States. We don't have any money. We just have debt. God in a dream showed me that if individuals would pay their debts pay what they owe, everything would be all right, but they will not do that. I don't have debt because God has shown me in 1975 to get out of debt and stay out of debt, and that's what I did. This thing is going to collapse at some point in time. has to. How should you be living? Well, if you are a Christian, you should be living by the Bible, and concerning money, First Timothy chapter 6 is our guide to how to live on this earth. I would certainly be wanting to live by that verse of Scripture. The love of money is the root of all evil. So if you take a job to get more money, and you don't want to do that type of work, but you take the job just to get the money, that is the wrong way to go. I've never followed after money. I just did scripture and kept doing it, and God caused me to prosper, and the money was the byproduct. He showed me once to build a house. I had the money to pay cash for the building. I had inherited $50,000 from my father. And it was in the bank and just sitting there. We owned the lot, and the contractor said he could build me an apartment for $45,000. So I built it. The ministry paid for the second apartment where my mother lived. First, my secretary lived there, but then my mother lived there. So both units were paid for. I sold my apartment for, I think, 55000 and built a house where my mother moved in with me using her money, paid cash, no mortgage. It cost $100,000 to build. It sold 10 years later for 225000 which I took that money and built a house in Lubbock, Texas and paid cash. See, he was just guiding me by each step. 19 years I lived in the house in Lubbock, Texas. Then God showed me I'd reached the age I couldn't live alone. I couldn't continue to live alone. And he told me when I had an accident, you'll never see this house again. So I put it up for sale. There was no mortgage on it. I took the money from the sale of the house and just put it in the bank in two MMDAs. And when something was needed, I could take money out of that MMDA just leading me one step at a time but keeping me out of debt now the Holy Spirit does all this by bringing thoughts to our minds these thoughts show us the way to go but the devil of course can bring a thought to your mind and it is exactly opposite from what God wants. In First John chapter 4, it says, Those who confess Jesus Christ is coming from the flesh are of God, and those who do not confess that are not of God. If you have faith and are brave enough, you can address that spirit. Do you talk to spirits? Well, you talk to God, and he's a spirit. So there are times that I will say, do you confess that Jesus Christ is coming, the flesh, to that spirit that has brought me an idea? And when it's not of God, I will hear no. They have to have faith to do that. That's 1 John chapter 4. Try the spirits, whether they are of God. Try the spirits. Spirits bring thoughts to your mind. There's the Holy Spirit who brings thoughts of God to your mind. And there are devils who bring exactly the opposite to your mind. You can read First John 4. But the thoughts from the Holy Spirit, they can be concepts or they can be scripture. God watches over us constantly. God leads us in the way of righteousness and leads us into positions which cause us to prosper and have good success in everything we do. God does this through His Spirit by showing us what to do, bringing thoughts into our minds to show us. When we go forward in that shown us by the Spirit, following the concept or scripture given by the Spirit, we go in the will of God, for the Spirit of God knows the heart of God and shows us what God thinks about our current situation and what we should do. You can read that in First Corinthians chapter 2. It sounds like we would always choose to do that shown us by god but sometimes god will show us to go in a way that we do not want to go then we have to make a decision whether or not we will follow that way that is shown us by god i have been tested a great many times here is an example The Holy Spirit called my attention the following scripture, and I began doing that in my life. Ephesians 4.29 Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Often I evaluate what I'm about to speak. Will this edify that person? Will it bring knowledge of God to that person? Will it bring grace to that person? And I often refuse to speak that which will not edify the person. I thought on this scripture for weeks and practiced it, keeping a hand over my mouth like Job did, if I had to, to stop myself from speaking the things my flesh wanted to speak. Often I have prayed, oh God, please don't let me speak that. During this time, I was visiting with my neighbors And I had this overwhelming desire to say, and what do you think about the election? Mrs. Clinton was running against uh, Donald Trump. I'm a very non-political person. I don't vote. I'm not registered. But I had this overwhelming desire to ask them what they thought about the election. Now, is this going to edify the person in things of God? Absolutely not. You're going to stir up a hornet's nest if you speak that. But it was so strong in me. Finally, I just got up and went home. Sometimes Job would just put his hand over his mouth to keep from speaking something. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Ephesians 4.29 But that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. If we are going to move into righteousness, prosperity, and good success. We are going to have to choose to follow that brought to our minds by the Holy Spirit and to resist those things that fail to edify, build the other person in the faith in God. Often that way will cause us to suffer in the flesh when we don't let the flesh speak what it wants to speak. When we go in the way of the Holy Spirit, our flesh cannot rule over us, and it suffers as a result of not getting to do and say what it wants to do. It is easy to see this when we recall how much we wanted to go in the way of the flesh, in the way of fornication or adultery or drunkenness or hatred when we were younger. But now that we're born again and know better, we bridle the flesh, keeping it crucified, dead with Christ, and we live with the Word of God. Did we follow the flesh and do those things? Or did we follow the Spirit and refuse to do those things? Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.